Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today. Thank you so much for joining us here on this wonderful, wonderful Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We're live here on WYSL. So that means that you, the listener, can give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Love getting phone calls from folks. Hearing what you have to think. Of course, if you're listening online to on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Free Solution group, or the Kevin Wilson pages, you can also leave a comment too. And if it's good stuff, we'll read it on air. So again, thanks for joining us today. We've got a few things to talk about today. We're, we're, we're going to talk about uh, that that stabbing that happened at a bodega in New York City, and and how that ties into the right of self defense too. And then we'll also, you know, it, depending on how far into it we get, I always I always make grand plans to talk about multiple topics, <laughs> and then we end up talking about just one or two things. That's fine. I love it. Again, give us a call five eight five three four six three thousand if you want to participate in the show. But if we get to it, maybe we'll talk about this uh, this new law in 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 California related to requiring education for bartenders that I thought was was interesting something that you know hey who knows we'll, we'll see uh you know if, if if it comes to other states too and then uh I haven't talked about this, this is something that happened a little while ago it's kind of been a slow motion thing and I and I, I I've been wanting to talk about it but I haven't got to it uh but wanted to talk about the uh the crypto mining uh restrictions that have happened in New York state recently uh, specifically you know stuff related to fossil fuel generate crypto mining so i want to talk about that too uh thanks for folks who are already joining us online uh shelly on youtube saying hi hey shelly thanks for listening today and benjamin on facebook saying good to hear you kevin thanks so much for being with us here today folks and uh so let's let's jump into the uh what happened with uh, the uh, a, a stabbing that happened in in new york city so again this is a new york city thing but I think it's it's relevant to the right to self-defense for everyone. We've talked about the right to self-defense. I talked about this in the context of, a, of, of gun rights and being able to defend yourself. But there are multiple ways in which the right to self-defense plays out, right? Again, if it's a matter of being able to have the means to do so. And that's what – that's a lot of what I talked about when I talk about the right to self-defense. Like how, how are you able to defend yourself, not just the right to defend yourself um, in its own right, what restrictions the government can impose on your right to self-defense. And then there, there, there's the kind of next step of that, right? It's when, when it comes to an actual incident, when, when something happens and you exercise your right to self-defense to protect your body, what happens if you injure that other person in that process, right? How does the state react to that? Do they leave you alone? Do they prosecute you? What standards do they set for that right to self-defense? Because if, if, you, if everyone talks about it, if you, if you feel like you have that right to self-defense, but the state is going to go after you when it comes to injuring someone who is attacking you. I'm not, not, not talking about someone who is uh, just like, you know, they're coming right for us and, you know, like 
attacking someone who uh, unprovoked, right? Like, that's not what we're talking about. What, what happened in this incident is there was a, a guy who entered a uh, bodega. So, you know, if you're not familiar with New York City, it's, it's like basically a convenience store. And I know New York City folks might not like that characteristic or that, that characterization, but it's a bodega. And they, there's a clerk in there uh, named uh, uh, Jose Alba who was just doing his job. He was just working. And a guy came in, and him and his girlfriend were, like, buying chips or whatever, just, just buying some stuff from a bodega, and her card was declined. From there, it ends up escalating pretty quickly. This guy just goes nuts, and a fight ensues. You know, and this, this is a dude who is, who is much bigger and, you know, younger than the store clerk who's, like, uh, in the 60s. And in the process of that fight, uh, Mr. Alba ends up stabbing this dude, and and he dies from that. Again, it's it's pretty clear that the confrontation wasn't initiated by the store clerk. He attempted to de-escalate the confrontation, and the attacker continued to pursue this, and so. I think to most of us, to most of us listening, we're like, oh, man, that's that's awful. This poor guy who is just trying to do his job gets attacked. And now he has to live through that trauma of having killed a man when he was just trying to do his job. He was just trying to live his life. And this dude freaked out over a card getting declined, something that is not the clerk's fault. You know, that's that has nothing to do with him as just either a machine malfunction or an actual bank account issue, whatever it is, not this guy's fault. And it ends up with someone dead at the end of the day. And, and so again, most of us say that's awful, uh, but this guy started it, and the resolution is to just walk away, right? Like, and walk away, that, that, that's, the end of, that's the end of the incident, document it, okay. But the DA in New York City decided to prosecute this, decided to press charges against the man who was defending himself. And he spent a week in Rikers Island charged, uh, being held because uh, he's being accused of uh, a second-degree murder and uh, criminal possession of a weapon. So again, this this is a dude who just again, just trying to do his job. The guy, a guy named uh, Alvin Bragg is the the Manhattan district attorney. Dude's just trying to do his job, just trying to live his life. Someone attacks him, he defends himself, gets charged with second degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. Spends a week in Rikers Island. He has a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bail initially. He ends up getting dropped down, like, a, and he he ends up paying like a five thousand dollar bond. This is a this is a a prosecutor who is. You know, supposed to be a criminal justice reform guy, right? Yeah. And what ends up happening? Like this, this store clerk ends up in jail for it. Like, how is that just? How is that criminal justice to to send a guy to jail? Not not someone involved in any serious violent crime, any malicious attack on other people. Just someone involved in in self defense. And again, that's what we talk about. That's what 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 is important to consider when we're considering the, the, the broad spectrum of what our right to self-defense means. When I talk about that right to self-defense and restrictions on the state too, it, it's not enough to, okay, if you own a firearm 
And then you one day have to use that in self-defense. And that means that you're going to go to jail. Then you don't really have that right to self-defense. If you can, because it's not just about possession. Like in the, the, the unfortunate idea behind a owning a, a gun or any weapon for self-defense is that you might one day have to use it. You hope that you never have to use it. You hope that that never happens. But what does happen when you do? And if you are justified in using that weapon to save your own life or save the life of another person, once, what does the state do with that information? Again, if you end up going to jail, you don't really have that right to self-defense. That, that, that gun is not useful if using it in any context is going to end up with you in jail or just defending yourself. Again, this is even a gun thing. This is, just, this is a dude who just stabbed someone with, with a knife. After being attacked, it's absolutely wild that they would go. And, and I, I want to get to a couple comments, and then we'll, we'll talk more about this, too. But uh, Tom Queter says, Accessi- on Facebook, he says, accessibility regarding guns matters to those who lack uh, other means of self-defense. 100%. And that's, uh, again, if you are someone who cannot physically fight back, you know, and that might encompass any number of things. Again, this this guy was a bit older. You know, he, he had used a knife to defend himself, but... Uh, but for a lot of folks, they might not be able to physically defend themselves, and a gun can be an equalizer. And that's, that's why I'm, one of the many reasons why I think that it should be as easy as possible for most people to be able to get a gun. Because, again, if you are, you are smaller or you have a mobility issue or, or whatever, you should have a means of being able to defend yourself. But that means of defending yourself doesn't mean much if you use it. And you end up going to jail anyway. And, you know, uh, another comment uh, from Shelley on YouTube says the Constitution deems your right to self-defense as God-given. Yeah, the Constitution, I'll say this over and over again. Eventually, we'll we'll get the political class to understand this, too. The Second Amendment does not give you the right to self-defense. You already have that right. The Second Amendment restricts the the, the powers of the government from taking away that right. That's what it does. And you know, and then she she goes on to to say you know if if Hulk will hear some God as she claimed uh, she needs to go back and and he could tell her how wrong he is I I, I do remember that 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 that's a good uh, callback Shelley because like, at one point in time where she she was saying that you know like God wanted her to 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 do something related to COVID I don't remember exactly what it was but it was it was a bizarre statement don't anytime a politician like left right or center starts saying that they they have the will of God on their side, but be, be a little bit skeptical of that. Um, just because that, that can lead to down some dangerous roads. Um, again, would love to hear your thoughts on this too. I know this is a little bit distant from us here in the Rochester area, but give us a call. Let me know what you think. 585-346-3000. It's 585-346-3000. When we come back, we'll talk about how this fits into criminal justice reform generally and continue talking about the right to self-defense. We'll be back here on A Free Solution just a few. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. 
They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever needed a tool for just one project? but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seektoolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C toolshed.org. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Available in the WISL store at WISL1040.com. Official top quality tees, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain. WISL official items make perfect gifts, or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement. Locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thanks again for joining us here on WYSL or on all the streaming platforms where we have A Free Solution. Appreciate y'all listening today. Appreciate y'all participating in the show today. You guys rock. Thank you. We're talking about the, uh, the stabbing that happened in the bodega in New York City, but it, it sounds like we have a caller on the line. Keith, Keith's on the line. Welcome back to A Free Solution, Keith. What's up? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. In one sentence, the state of the big brother is saying, if you don't and won't take it, then you're the bad guy. Big brother is grooming us to be sheep. They don't want us to put up any resistance. Whatever happens, you must take it. Everyone in this audience, please listen. You must take it. No resistance allowed. You are not allowed to defend yourself. Uh, You must be beaten down, and the more you are beaten down, then the more the state, Big Brother, can control your life. They don't want you to put up any resistance at any time. You simply must roll over and take it at every in every direction. Yeah, and you're right. Like the state wants to have the monopoly on violence, right? By which I mean, right, like they want you to always come to them when you need defending. And if you go outside of that paradigm, they will use violence against you and they will cage you for defending your life without coming to them first. That's 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 unfortunately how the state operates. Am I understanding that? Like, is that the point you're making, Keith? Uh, yes, sir. It is the nanny state. 
uh, if you, the subject, the minion, have any uh, would-be desire, any need at all, we, the government, will provide what we give you, you will accept, and you will gladly accept it. If there's any problem, it might be resolved, but until then, just shut up, roll over, and don't even dare thinking of making a peep. This is what this is about. They're grooming us all. Um, the nanny state, anything that we need, they will provide, and what we provide back to you, our subjects, uh, our minions, our lackeys, is good enough for you. Just shut up, take it, and don't even think of complaining. They're, they're trying to beat us down. And uh, in closing, I guess, on this, this was the um, very short-sightedness of uh, both administrations, uh, Biden and Trump, that uh, the so-called, I say so-called because I don't believe in it, uh, pandemic uh, allowed uh, government to easily turn us more into subjects to do government's bidding. Uh, we we had to jump when we were told to wear masks. We had to get the jab. Anything that the government proclaimed, we had to just shut up, acknowledge it, do it, don't turn on our thinking caps. And uh, th this is very dangerous. The American people uh, used to be a, a, a group of people uh, nationwide who would stand up and fight for their rights. Look what they did in Australia and New Zealand. They turned those would-be, uh, I'm going to use the word democracy, small d. Look what they did in Australia and New Zealand and just turning that into a police state and rounding people up. So uh, my fellow Americans, uh, two-thirds of which have taken the jab at least, um, you, you, you've... Uh, been told to get in line, roll up your sleeve, do no thinking on your own, and uh, this is very dangerous precedent. This uh, two years of the COVID plus, and it's uh, it's telling how people have been beaten down, and we just again, in closing, we must just shut up and take it. Don't question anything from Big Brother, and it's very dangerous. And I wish people would wake up to all of this. Well, th thanks, Keith. I appreciate the call. Now, careful, you know, I got, I got the jab. Come on, man. I, no, I, 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 I did my evaluation. I decided it was worth it for me for a number of reasons. But I, I think your point is well taken, though, about uh, we do need to make sure that we're not accepting the government narrative unquestioningly. The people who try to shut down the conversation, who say the science is settled on this, or they say you can only defend yourself if you uh, – you can't defend yourself at all. You need to call the, the, the police every single time. Sometimes, again, this is no disrespect to the police, but they can't be everywhere all at once. You don't always have the time to go and wait for, for an agent of the state to go up and solve your problems. And even if they do, like what happened in the school shooting in Texas, they're not always going to solve it for you. Like, and that's, that's, that's the unfortunate truth. So we need to have that right to do that. And, you know, I wish – I, I wish I could play like if if I could do this without getting flagged for copyright, I would have uh, my producer play. We're not going to take it closing out on this. But unfortunately, YouTube will take down my videos when I do that. But it'd be a good time for that. So we're not going to take it. No, we can think for ourselves. We can think through the consequences of what makes sense for us to do or not do. And then it's a matter of making sure that we preserve those rights, those that right to be able to act independently. Again, I'm not saying that you should be able to. You know, hurt anyone who like looks at you the wrong way. 
that's not what this is about. This is about, you know, if someone is attacking you, if someone is attacking you in a way that threatens your life, of course you have a right to be able to defend yourself. You ought to be able to do that. But when we have prosecutors who are, who are acting in this way, that threatens that right. And again, I, I approach this as someone who's generally in favor of criminal justice reform, but there is a, a type of progressive po- prosecutor, type of progressive DA, uh, and, and we, we saw someone get ousted for this in, uh, in, in San Francisco, too. They had San Francisco. They, they, they kicked out a DA. They recalled uh, that guy because if, if you want to do criminal justice reform, great. There are a lot of elements of that I, I actually do support. But if you allow people to, to go back out into the streets and there's unchecked violence and there's you know, a, a rising level of, of crime in certain areas and you allow that to happen without – reforming and changing your strategy. Okay, maybe we went too far in this direction. We need to go back in this direction or we need to target these particular type of crimes and make sure that some folks who are particularly violent stay off the streets. If you're not adjusting that and responding to the needs of the people and you allow people to be subject to violence and then turn around and say, okay, you have to be subject to this violence, but then you can't defend yourself. No, that's not justice. That's going to make the criminal justice reform project fail. I know, and I know some folks have said that's already happened in New York, but I, I, I do think that like some of the bail reform stuff is, is not bad. It makes sense because you shouldn't be held in a cell for not being able to have the money to get out. But, again, if you're letting violent folks out on the street and there's no accountability to the, the DAs, to the prosecutors, to other folks who are – supposed to help make sure that we have a, a somewhat safe society, if there's no accountability for that stuff, it's all going to get thrown out the window. Again, if, if, you, if you're a type of person who wants criminal justice reform to happen, there does need to be a balance. And again, if you're not going to go after some of these folks, if there is a lingering threat of violence out there, and there's always going to be, right? No matter what, there's always going to be some folks who, no matter what the state does, no matter how restrictive it is, no matter how many people you throw in jail, sometimes there's still going to be folks who are going to go out and commit acts of violence out there. You need to preserve that right to defend yourself. And, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this comment too from, from Brian. It says, you know, the cops are allowed to shoot people and pets because they're afraid, but ordinary citizens can't. That is hypocrisy at best and tyranny at worst. And yeah, I mean that that that's an awful thing, right? Like if you are defending yourself and you shoot a person or a pet, you know, a dog that even if you correctly or incorrectly perceive as attacking you, yeah, you're going to go to jail for that a lot of times. And then sometimes you should, you know, sometimes like if just because you perceive someone is a threat to you does not mean you have a right to you know, use uh you, not not means of defense. You don't have the right to use deadly force against that individual just because you perceive a threat it has to be reasonable right and and going back to police officers too they they have a lot more leeway and are given a lot more forgiveness for what they define as reasonable in some of the situations that they're in and a lot of times they also get qualified immunity from civil lawsuits when they uh, shoot someone in, in the line of duty. And that's, that's the unfortunate truth. Again, we, we do give special powers to police officers in those situations, but the balance needs to be had where police officers who shoot someone who is innocent or or whatever, or, or at least where 
uh, deadly force wasn't justified need to be held accountable, both civilly and sometimes criminally. And us as individual citizens sometimes need to, or, or you know, not citizens because that includes everyone. This guy was an immigrant, actually. But, but us as individuals need to also be able to have some level of this was a situation that could have turned deadly for this store, store clerk. That store clerk had a right to defend himself. And again, this guy got stabbed, too. He got stabbed by the girlfriend. I forgot to mention that in the last segment. He got stabbed by, his, by, by, by the woman there, too. He was being attacked. She didn't get prosecuted. This guy is? That's insane. They, 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 they need to drop the charges against this guy. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Again, if you want to, to, to call in just like Keith did, give us a call 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back here on A Free Solution in just a few minutes. solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for a day. Thanks again for joining us. We're live here on WYSL until 2 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments online, too. We're, we're live on the various streaming platforms on a Free Solution Facebook page, or Free Solution YouTube channel, Free Solution Group, and the Kevin Wilson pages as well. Plus, we've got a podcast, too. Of course, you can go to a couple places to find a podcast, other WISL1040.com. Look up the podcast there. Just find a Free Solution, the show. Or most podcasting uh, streaming services, streaming apps that they, you just search for Free Solution. Find us there. We're out there. Listen to us. It's a good way. If you only catch part of the show, you're listening in a car. And, and yet you'll want to hear what happened in the first half. You're just catching us now. Go subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to the first half of the show. And uh, we're going to continue talking a little bit about the um, what will happen with the bodega uh, stabbing. Um, I'm going to get to a couple comments online, too. Uh, Shelly on YouTube says, you know, um, regarding the last phone call, you know, uh, with Australians there, a lot of them are moving out uh, just like New Yorkers are. Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely a thing that happens. It, it happens with... Uh, countries just as well as states. You know, you, we know a lot of New Yorkers will leave New York State uh, to go find better laws in, in, in other states, Florida, the Carolinas, wherever, right? Or, you know, cheaper living conditions, places without income tax. People vote with their feet all the time, and that's, that's what preserving that fundamental right to travel is is absolutely huge, you know. But Australia, you know, I've seen like Canadians want to move to because they uh, during the COVID lockdowns because a lot of them are a lot of the Canadian uh, restrictions were, were far more severe than than uh, the U.S. Uh, depending on what state you live in, but a lot more more severe. Uh, and then we'll we'll get to uh, this other comment too from from Brian. Hopefully, the bodega owner's lawyer will challenge the constitutionality of the duty to retreat law under the Fourteenth and Second Amendment. I mean that that would be. That would be great, right? Again, in, in New York State, and I'm not a lawyer, so forgive me if I kind of fudge this a little bit. And if you are a lawyer who knows this stuff well, give us a call, 585-346-3000. Oh, but, but roughly, like, you know, duty to treat says that before 
you can legally act in your own self-defense, you have to uh, you have to try to get away first. You have to try to remove yourself from that situation, and then if you are unable to do so, you you know can then act in your self-defense. That's like the the, the rough idea of it, um, and that that's you may have heard other terms thrown on like stand your ground, right? Like that's a, you know, a law they have in some other States where you're able to, you don't have that. You don't have to retreat first from, uh, before being able to defend yourself. And again, and something else to keep in mind too, like, especially in, in New York state, uh, and, and I know some, some gun owners aren't aware of this. Like you don't have to actually fire your gun, uh, in in that situation, like brandishing your gun, like pointing your your, your weapon at somebody, uh, is also uh, can be considered a crime if you do it in the wrong situation. So you have to be careful about that. Or if not an actual crime, that sometimes uh, your 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 weapon can get taken away. And, that, and that, that's it's kind of an anecdotal thing I've I've heard from other folks. Uh, some someone who tried to intervene in a situation that they weren't directly involved in, and you know that the, the cops went after them too. Um, and that's. Uh, that, that that's something that can happen. So again, in New York State, we we have a myriad of laws who which can end up with you in trouble, even if you're just defending yourself or defending someone else in a situation that's life threatening. Uh, and it sounds like we have another call on the line, Gary from Hilton. Gary, welcome to a free solution. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, I was wanted to make a comment about the uh, the bodega situation in New York City. Uh, they released some more footage this morning of the incident, and it appears that the clerk had already been stabbed by the uh, assailant's girlfriend. Yeah. He had tried to get away. He was pushed into the corner, and then he tried to get out, and he was grabbed and was being dragged back in. So mm-hmm. he followed every possible scenario with the <clears throat> Article 35 rules, which tells you, you know, basically you have to retreat or try to escape a situation, de-escalate, before you can use deadly force. Yeah. But if you think about the timing, they just overturned the New York State pistol permit law, and then it was answered by the legislature and Kathy Hochul with a worse law, probably 80% of it unconstitutional. So you've never seen an egregious charge like this in any of these other attacks on these bodegas. And you know they happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So why did this one get charged like this when it's clearly an overreach and it's only a couple days after they want to send a message that do not expect to use your new pistol permit for self-defense? Not to mention they've already made 98% of the state a no-carry zone. <laughs> Yeah, but that's another that whole issue. Which I mean, that hopefully that's going to get thrown out too. I mean, like may, may, maybe you're right. That is interesting. Again, that that kind of plays into what what we're talking about here. It's that even I've even never if heard you have before, yeah. Uh, well, I'll say even a case in, this bad. Yeah, like I mean, this, there, this one seems are... obvious. Like this isn't even marginal, right? Again, like he he no. did try to to get away. He did try to de-escalate, and and he was. And again, I don't know the order in which the, the stabbing happened, but he was you know stabbed in this process. It was actually life-threatening to him. It's it's wild that they would pursue charges against this dude. Yeah, because when they showed the further, or the, the new tape this morning, they said that he had already been stabbed at that point. 
in the shoulder. Now, I don't know how severe the wound was, but that doesn't matter. If you're being threatened with a knife or another deadly object and you've tried to escape and you've tried to de-escalate, you're good to go. Yeah, I, know. I feel no like getting stabbed once is... Been charged. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's my two cents. I think it was sent a message to what they perceive is going to be a lot of new pistol permit holders that don't even think about using your gun for self-defense. Yeah. And, so the, so. and, and even before this, you know, you're, you're right. Like any, as I was saying, like any attempt to use your pistol in self-defense, New York has pretty strict laws on, on the situations where you're legally allowed to do that. And, you know, you, you should try to understand those laws as much as possible if you're, if you ever put yourself in a position where you may use, a, especially a gun, uh, in self-defense or for deterrence of, of an attack in some way, because just because it seems reasonable to us, us normal folks, folks listening to a free solution today, does not mean that DAs uh, and police won't go after you anyway. And again, we're seeing that in this situation too. Because even if they like, they end up dropping the charges again. He still spent a week in jail. He still spent, you know, he's going to spend a bunch of money on on lawyers to to try to get him out of this situation. All he was trying to do was do his job and defend his own life. Yeah, you think about the the split second decisions he had to make, and that's why it's so critical if you are carrying a gun to get training, so that you can experience some of that in a not threatening situation because you have to make you know you basically in this state you have to wait until you have no other choice but yeah. to use deadly force and that's a decision that you're going to have to hopefully practice different scenarios ahead of time and you know basically train yourself that this is a shoot situation this is a no shoot situation and they have courses that help you do that yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a serious thing. It's not just slap a gun on your hip and head out the door. And especially yeah. now, you're not going to be able to. Did you know that part of that law was if you leave your gun in a car, it has to be in a safe that's fireproof and not removable from the vehicle, obviously, mm-hmm. and it has to be out of sight, can't be visible from outside the vehicle. Yeah. So and no. again, it's, it's just another way of like, okay, they they try to make it sound it's reasonable, impossible. but it makes it more expensive to uh, and difficult to exercise your right. I'm not even familiar with a fire safe that would fit in most vehicles these days. So it's 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 going to get thrown out. Gun owners of America has already filed lawsuits this morning. We filed paper in New York and 1791 Society in Buffalo has filed in the Western District. So. It's just a matter of time. Hopefully we can get a judge that will just put a stop to it right before it even takes effect. Kind of like they did with the uh, the redistricting plan. Like, mm-hmm. throw it out, start over again. You know this is unconstitutional. You're just doing it to prove a point. So let's not waste anybody else's time and money in these lawsuits having to go all the way back to the Supreme Court. Yeah. That's what that, we're that, hoping that's, for. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm hoping for, too, is just like some some – this is going to get in front of the right judges who are going to say, no, obviously this is ridiculous. You can pretend to make it constitutionally compliant. You know, this is stopping right away. But, yeah, I saw those lawsuits uh, uh, come in, um, and, and I'm hoping that there's a quick resolution of that and we can preserve our rights here in New York. But knowing the history of New York, I know it's it's probably going to get drawn out for for a while, unfortunately. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath for the quick solution. Yeah. 
I know. Listen, maybe well, maybe we'll get lucky. Listening. Maybe people will be listen, uh, reasonable. Gary, thanks so much for calling well, in. I appreciate it. You need it. a judge with common sense, and he can read the Constitution. That's all. Well, uh, good luck with that. I mean, that's <laughs> that, that that's the hope, right? And and I know some folks, you, you got to pay attention in those judicial elections, first of all. I know some of them are appointed, but pay attention in those elections, too. Um, thanks again for joining us here on The Free Solution. If you want to call in, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We're going to be back in just a few minutes here on The Free Solution. Talk to you soon. WISL store is now open. With nicer weather, your car needs an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, the Constitution, and free and safe schools. Here are just a few available. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Holcomb. Save America. Support the Second Amendment. Scam alert, January 6th. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. And there are gas pump stickers reading, Democrats did this. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers, Guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover. Check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worstmore shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Shop the WISL store at WISL1040.com. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever need a tool for just one project, but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seektoolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C toolshed.org. A free solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thanks again for joining us. Again, we're live here on WISL until 2 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Appreciate the, the callers today and all the great comments we've been getting online, too. Again, we're live on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel. Free Solution Group and the Kevin Wilson Facebook page and Twitter account as well. And just following up on on the the last call too, you know, I there there is part of like these sets of laws, the um, the new laws that were passed uh, in New York State, and the laws 
around self-defense. Again, th- this this case is so ridiculous, so extreme. There's no like it, it doesn't it, there there are self-defense cases where it's like maybe a bit of a gray area if someone had maybe initiated the fight or they, you know, went from you know, just yelling match to 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 hurting someone right away, and and maybe it's unreasonable. Where the, if they use you know deadly force, potentially deadly force in that situation, this isn't that. Again, this this is strange to me. But there is part of of these laws that I think are are meant to you know be a deterrence to someone wanting to legally exercise their right to to self defense or their right to uh, to to carry a a gun. Um, for possible self-defense, right? Because it, it is intimidating, right? With, with these new uh, New York State laws around uh, concealed carry, there are so many places where you cannot carry. And if you don't keep those in mind, and if you accidentally go to a place and you get caught carrying in one of those places, that's a class E felony, right? You're, like, you're looking at like serious consequences for exercising your right in public, something that, again, in, in other states would not be a crime at all. And I made that point. And again, it's not just going to be like the people that Democrats envision. It's not just going to be conservative, you know, uh, uh, Republicans who are are going to run afoul of this law on purpose or on accident. It's going to be the the very folks that the criminal justice reform minded Democrats think that they're protecting, you know, with with some of their their other efforts. It's going to affect everybody, and but but for many New Yorkers, again, they, a lot of them, and again, I. I sometimes find myself in this camp i've told before i don't i, I don't care i don't uh i don't know why i have any intention on doing this soon part of it is that there's so much liability with this you know they 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 make it so that someone just trying to exercise their rights in a responsible way could accidentally run afoul of the law and end up in jail they could end up again do, doing facing very serious consequences end up separated from their family because they're just Exercising their right to to self defense, exercising their right to to keep and bear arms, um, and then when you do get in that situation of self defense again with with either a gun or or anything else, it's terrifying to know all the possible situations, all the possible scenarios in which you are in the right. And even if you think you're doing something correctly, even if you think that, like, it is reasonable for you to act in a certain way, that doesn't guarantee that a DA who doesn't like guns or just, you know, is, is very gung-ho isn't going to go after you and make your life miserable, even if you did act reasonably. So, so a lot of New Yorkers understandably say, I don't want that. I, I don't want that liability. I don't want that risk. I can't. You know, is it is it worth the risk for me to exercise my right to bear arms when there's so many scenarios in which I could not actually even hurt someone and still end up in jail for that right? And so I, I look at that and I say, again, is, is this a, a, a conscious effort of New York State to try to intimidate people out of exercising their rights? Yeah, possibly. I think that that, that could be it. That, that probably is some of the intention of folks. Now, again, you, you do need reasonable like laws and rules around what is reasonable in, in, in taking self-defense actions when, when someone is attacking you, what is a reasonable actual threat to your life, what is reasonable in terms of, uh, of, of meeting 
someone with deadly force. Yeah, you, you need that stuff. I get it. You got to have rules around that. Makes sense. But again, some folks who are for in these situations, this 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 guy again, just trying to do his job. That at the end of the day, he's still again, getting thrown in jail for a week. Still going to have to probably pay a bunch of money to, to lawyers to try to, to make sure he doesn't end up in a cage the rest of his life. Just trying to do his job. And, and, and the, the state laws make it so you're terrified to do that. But again, you don't even have to exercise second amendment right. You could just be minding your own business. And a situation like this could happen to you. And, and I have to ask, what is the point? What, it, what is the point of doing stuff like this? And I don't know. Again, I, I don't know if it's, it's just prosecutors in the state run amok or if there is a broader ideological point about the state wanting you to be dependent upon them for defense, the state reinforcing their monopoly on violence. Maybe. maybe I, I don't know that people are thinking through it that much. Maybe it is. But I don't, I don't think that most, most – uh, like the, the, the organism that is the state is on the whole self-aware enough to, to do that. Maybe they are. Maybe like the individual actors in there are, are you know, ideological and conscious of that. But, 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 but a lot of this stuff, just, it just happens on autopilot. It's like just the way it was done. Uh, and yeah, and then, and then we do have to clear up that, that distinction too. Brian, Brian Sutton says, if it's reasonable for a cop, it's reasonable for an individual. Made that comment on Facebook. Uh, yeah, maybe. Again, if, if, if it's a reasonable situation in which um, an individual would be prosecuted for, uh, you know, uh, hurting, injuring, or killing someone by whatever means uh, in self-defense, then police officers should be held to that same standard. I generally agree with that. And again, that's why I think we need qualified immunity reform. Right now, again, if you're not familiar with what qualified immunity is, it's um, it's it makes it very difficult for individuals to uh, to sue agents of the state, like like police officers, in um, civil court, so to try to get you know money compensation for for injury uh, when they're doing something in the course of their job, right? So again, it's if if a police officer is uh, hurts or kills someone, they can't. Uh, get civil civil damages out of that case unless there's already an established uh constitutional right violation in previous case law so again if there hasn't if it isn't something that already exists in previous case law case law then you can't get civil damages from it so it makes it darn near impossible to to hold bad actors accountable in civil court and then as far as criminal charges that would be up to an individual da or um or or you know, attorney general, whoever, to, to bring those cases against uh, police officers who may or may not be acting reasonable in situations that they would claim as self-defense. But to me, it seems reasonable to, for the most part, to have the same standards for police officers and for individuals. If, again, if it's reasonable, if it's not, who knows? Um, and again, I... I, I I did. I did plan on talking about other stuff. That I was going to talk about the crypto mining stuff. I was going to. I, I appreciate the calls. This is great. You know, we only have a couple minutes left. I appreciate uh, the, the the great discussion on this. And I guess I what I want to walk away from this saying is like, how can we talk to politicians about maintaining our holistic right of self defense? Again, it's it's not just a 
uh, a guns thing. It's a being able to possess the means of effective deterrence, as as you know, our Facebook commenter at the beginning of the show, Tom Queter, said, you know, that it is an equalizer for folks. You know, if you don't have another means of self defense, uh, and then it's also when you are in a self defense situation, how can we make sure that that when when you do exercise that right, like this this store clerk did, that you don't have your life ruined in the process, and that you have a reasonable means of saving your own life. And sometimes that does mean using deadly or potentially deadly force to do so. How can we make sure in New York state where sometimes there are violent people, it does happen. Where sometimes there are violent people that, that we have a means of, of saving ourselves or are we going to, we're just going to take it. We're just going to say, yep, I'm dependent on the state. And if the state can't help me, oh, well, guess I'll die. No, that's not the way. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Tomorrow we got Larry Sharp. And Wednesday I will be back. Have a wonderful day, folks. Mm-hmm.